Hello, navigators. How's everybody doing today? Oh, goodness. What a week it has been. Let me tell you. So I had surgery on my wrist on Tuesday. That was fun. Um, it's still sore. It's, it's, I have uh, tendonitis in the tendon where the thumb, you know, your main thumb and where it goes up your forearm. So they had to go in and do a little little fixing up in there. Um, let's see, what else is going on this week? Uh, oh, Monday was Mine and Garmin's four-year puppy-versary. That was exciting. I had fun playing with him, took him to the park. There's video of that up on my social media. And, um, oh, he loves going to play fetch, man. That dog would play fetch for hours he won't stop and drink water. He's like, he would run himself ragged. It's ridiculous. He just loves to play. Uh, so that was fun. And let's see. Next week, uh, going to a concert, the Toby Mac Hits Deep Tour, which is pretty awesome. I'm excited about that. I'm really excited about that, actually. So there's that. And Planning a trip out to Colorado to visit my granddaughter for her sixth birthday, and I'm excited about that. So, kind of a lot going on, you know, in the next few weeks. Um, I'm still working on the the my training program program, which I know last week I said was called Looking Through Their Eyes, but I've decided to change it to Seeing Through Their Eyes. So, um, the name of of my my training class will be seeing through their eyes. And so um, keep an eye out for that. And I'll let you guys know when that's all ready and available. I'm guessing sometime in May. Um, yeah, so lots of good stuff. Um, so when I was at the surgery center on Tuesday, we were talking, I was talking to the nurses about Garmin and how St. Joe's Westgate and Banner Thunderbird. Yes, I am going to say their names, even though most of you guys don't know what, what they are. But um, I, I got to thinking about those two hospitals and what they had done. And I was talking to the nurses about that because they. I was like, yeah, I wanted to bring my dog, but I figured I'd be, be frowned on. And they're just, oh, you totally should have. And, and I said, well, I've actually had some trouble with that. And I was kind of telling them about it. And and they were like, well, you know, I, I understand that, you know, because of, you know, open wounds in the recovery room. First of all, there should not be any open wounds in a recovery room. If you're in recovery, your wounds should all be bandaged. If they're not, somebody has dropped the ball. Um, just saying. But it got me thinking that I really do need to do look a little more looking into that. Granted, the incidents the two incidents that happened were almost a year ago, and I may have no recourse now, but I really do want to look more into the law as far as that is concerned, because I do understand the sanitary environment that I get. However, but it's only sanitary up it in the uh, up to the I'm sorry, into the OR when you go into the OR and so I'm not really sure what the law is with that. But in thinking about all that, I figured, well, it's been a while and I've got 
several new followers now, so I would like to do an episode about, did I really just say about? Wow. These pain pills are something else, man. Um, I, I want to do a, an episode about guide dog etiquette. Just general guide dog etiquette. If you see someone out in public with a guide dog. Um, there have been several discussions lately about uh, emotional support animals. And apparently there was a big discussion on TikTok the other day about um, people that go online and um, get an ADA certification online and then buy a vest on Amazon and claim that that is a certified emotional support dog. And there's been a lot of pushback from the blind community because that's not how it works. And so I have a feeling that you guys are going to start hearing a lot more about service animals and things like that. My guess is with the leadership we have in our country, laws are not going to change in our favor. So just be prepared for that. I feel like it's going to become one of those things where, well, if everybody needs an emotional support animal, then that's just, it's okay. And I just, I feel like it goes along with the, everybody gets a trophy thing, you know, and it's, what's fair for them has to be fair for, you know, what, what is, what, what is good for somebody has to be the same for somebody else in order for it to be fair. And you know what? All my life, I was taught growing up, life's not fair. It's just not. There is not anything about life that is fair. You're going to go through crap that you don't want to go through that makes no sense while you look at other people who are dirty, rotten scumbags that get rich and seem to have everything. And it isn't fair. And it's never going to be fair. And that's just the way it is. And for all these people that are thinking, oh, well, even the losers need to get a trophy and everybody's a winner and include everybody. And it really is going to be to the detriment of our society because they're, it, they're just, it just can't be that way. It really can't. What, I mean, what are they going to do with the Olympics? Are they going to make, have the Olympics? Everybody gets a medal. I mean, would you even still, I, I actually want to ask this question seriously. And, and please answer me on my social media. Um, Navigating Life with Lara and Garmin on Facebook and LinkedIn or at Garmin Navigates on Twitter. And I really want you guys to think about this question. If the Olympics turned into everyone gets a medal, would you still watch it? I just, just want to know. Anyway, so let's talk about some guide dog etiquette. When, first of all, there is one very easy way to know if a dog is a guide dog, also known as a seeing eye dog, or some other random emotional support animal or whatever the case may be. And that's the harness because the harness that a guide dog wears is leather with a high-vis handle is not, and also we have a leash. It's not just a leash. It's not just one of those um, 
one of those fabric adjustable harnesses. It's not a vest, not anything like that. And so that's the very first distinction you will know. Um, as far as also breed, you're not going to have a seeing eye dog that is a Shih Tzu or a Chihuahua bulldog mix. Okay. You're just, it's, it's not going to happen for the most part is going to be a lab golden retriever or a German shepherd or a labradoodle. Those are for the most part. I have seen, uh, one guy who had a boxer and I think it was his dog that he actually sent to a legitimate, um, guide dog school and had him trained. But that's definitely the exception and not the rule. So if you see some other little kind of dog running around that people are trying to say is their service animal, chances are that it's not. If it's some other breed other than a lab, golden retriever, German shepherd, or a labradoodle, you're, it's probably not a legitimate guide dog. And that's the other thing. Um, they are now starting to recognize service dogs for PTSD, seizures, and autism. So those dogs may be different. Those, the breed might be different for those. Um, however, again, the law is very specific that a service animal is a dog. It is not a monkey or a peacock or a cat. I'm sorry to my beautiful niece who I love with all of my heart, but your cat is not a legitimate service cat. It is not an emotional, it may be an emotional support cat, but doesn't mean anything as far as the law is concerned. Okay. So I just want to start with that. So when you see a person walking with their dog, you are not if, if you know the person or if you're going to talk to the person, you are not to address the dog at all. You shouldn't make eye contact with the dog. You shouldn't talk in a different voice to the dog at all. You should be one-on-one -on -one communicating with the guide dog handler and pretending as if that dog is not there. And I know it's hard. It's really hard because they give us the cutest stinking dogs. I've I mean, I've told them before, you guys, you really need to give us these ugly mutt dogs that nobody is going to want to look at because everybody wants to play with these dogs. Everybody's, oh, they're so cute. Oh my gosh, you're so adorable, blah, 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 you know, and that's just kind of what you get. I mean, it is, it's unfortunate, but that is what it is because that, you know, they're adorable. So that's the first thing. Don't, don't acknowledge the dog at all. Okay. Um, <laughs> just last week we went to dinner and some intoxicated people came out. We were outside of the restaurant talking and they were, Oh, he's so cute. Oh, what a good boy. Oh, it's so cute. So cute. And they kind of squatted down they were like, can you shake? And, um, 
I was distracted talking to somebody. So David was dealing with them and kind of shoot them off or whatever. Um, but guide dogs don't shake. They're, they're not show ponies, guys. They're not, they're not out there trying to win the Westminster championship. That's not, you know, that's not what these dogs are. We, we do obedience for them to learn commands and stay in obedience to us. We don't do it as a look at my dog can sit, stand, lay down, you know, it's not, it's not that, it's not like that. So stop being ridiculous and don't ask my dog to shake. It's that's dumb. Um, you don't feed a guide dog. Never, ever, 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 ever give a guide dog food. I actually had a lady on a plane, and I've told this story before. Um, her and I are actually friendly. I mean, we're friendly, and, you know, she's got some good connections that I may be able to use later on. And um, so, you know, whatever. But she fed him part of, his, part of her turkey sandwich. You can't do that, people. You cannot feed. You just can't do that. I, I don't. I, you just can't do that. I mean, really, in public, if you're out in public and somebody's there and they've got their wiener dog laying next to them, are you going to feed them part of your hot dog or part of your burger? Are you just randomly going to feed somebody else's dog in public? Like, who does that? Never, ever, ever, ever get down on your knees or in a squatting position to be in the dog's face. First of all, that's stupid to do with any dog because you never know if it's going to bite you or not. I'm not sticking my face up next to any dog. There is no way. No, no chance. No, no, no. Um, granted, a guide dog isn't going to bite you in your face, but... Why would you treat a guide dog any differently than you would treat any other dog that you met like out on the park, on the trail walking? If you saw somebody just out walking their German Shepherd, would you stop and get in their face? No. So why would you do that to somebody that it's their guide dog? Do you think because we're blind, we're too stupid to figure out what you're doing? I, I really, I honestly don't understand it. I really don't. Um... Because it's just common courtesy, just in general. You just don't, there's just certain things you don't do. Um, and it's the same thing with babies. Why do people go up to babies and do, oh, you're just so cute. That is not your kid. Get out of their face. Golly. Anyway, so, you know, the other thing about the guide dogs is, they are on a schedule as far as bathroom and feeding and, and things like that. And so you don't want to do anything that's going to disrupt that. You know what I mean? And, and this is more for people that are wanting to get a guide dog other rather than people out in the public, but you want to make sure that you can have a routine life that keeps your dog in a good routine with a good schedule, you know, so that that piece 
works smoothly. Because I'll tell you what, when you get out in public, there is enough nonsense going on that you have to pay attention to that can distract your dog. You don't want to have to worry about him going to the bathroom in the middle of somewhere, right? So that's just one less stressor. You know, everybody thinks, oh, taking your dog everywhere you go just must be so fun. And they don't think about how stressful it really is. It, it really is very stressful. Um, another uh, piece of etiquette is at the airport. So if any of you travel with somebody that's visually impaired with a dog, if they're uncertain, um, if you know anybody that works for the TSA, I'm telling you, I want to get in with the TSA and teach them these things because nobody knows what they're doing. When you have your guide dog and you go through airport security, first rule is TSA cannot separate you from your dog. They cannot say your dog has to come over here while you go through the x-ray thing. No, 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 no. Do not let that happen. They cannot do that. They also cannot separate you from the people that are in your party. So for example, when I was traveling with David and Justin and they were, um, I don't know if you guys heard last week's episode. If you didn't go back and listen to it, it was pretty interesting as a uh, David's point of view as a sighted person traveling with two visually impaired people. Um, definitely an interesting episode, but the, the agents were trying to get him and Justin to go over to the other side and the guy that was with me was like, no, you stay with her. You stay with her. So your party stays with you. Your dog stays with you. Now, how you go through the metal detector and you tell the TSA people this. This is what I tell the people. I say, look, I've been doing this for a long time. This is how we're going to do this. I'm going to have my dog sit. I'm going to make a long leash. I'm going to have him stay. I'm going to go through. It won't buzz because, you know, you take everything out of your pockets and everything and you hold the leash in your left hand on the other side so you can get through, right? And then you call the dog through. The the, the thing's going to buzz and they're going to have to pat your dog down. Um, and that's just normal procedure. They're going to pat your dog down. They're going to test, the, you know, all around is the harness and the leather and all that good stuff. Um, and then you're going to have to walk up and they're going to have to wipe your hands and make sure your hands don't have any explosive residue on them. Cause yeah, if I'm going to blow up a plane, I'm going to use my dog to do it. Like what a savage. <laughs> no way. Um, so anyway, I just, you know, um, it's, it's, it's a matter of, Sorry, I had to I had to think. It's a matter of knowing what to do because the thing is when you're confident and you know what you're doing, you can take control of that situation and keep it from turning into a giant syrup skid mark. And I've had it happen. I have actually had TSA, I believe it was here in Phoenix. As a matter of fact, with my first dog Carbon they had my boyfriend at the time go through the metal detector first. They had me completely undress carbon, take his collar, his leash, his harness, everything off, and then have 
my boyfriend at the time call him through to make sure he didn't set off the, the thing. I had to put all his stuff through the, the, you know, through the thing. And then I had to walk through. That's the most ridiculous way of handling that situation I could ever imagine. And at the time I wasn't, now granted, I had had carbon for a few years, but I hadn't done a lot of traveling with him. Um, you know, I wasn't a really experienced traveler at that time. And so I didn't know any better, but I thought, how dumb, like it is a really good thing that these dogs are well-trained because this dog could have just taken off. Like how stupid is that? Oh yeah. Just take, take, don't even leave him on the leash. How ridiculous. I, I just, you know, again, it's part of the etiquette. You just, and that's common sense, you guys. I mean, really, if you have to tell TSA that you don't want to take your dog off the leash, there's a problem. I mean, honestly, every other dog, every other animal that goes on the plane has to be in a carrier. So why would they have my dog go through the metal detector just with no leash, just go through? It's it's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. It, I, I He could have run after anything, you know, but these dogs, of course, are so well trained that they're not, he's not going to, it, that's not what's going to happen, but still unacceptable. Um, also unacceptable. I've had gone to a restaurant where they've wanted us to sit outside. Granted, I don't mind sitting outside, especially when it's a nice day, because usually it's better lighting for me anyways, but my dog is allowed in your restaurant. I'm sorry you don't like it, but he is. I've had waitresses be deathly afraid of him so that when they see him under the table, they just don't come back. Um, unacceptable. You know, I understand the fear. I really do. I understand the fear. But the dog is laying down under the table, fully controlled. You should have no problem. You really shouldn't. Um, I know a lot of people have a problem with the size. I mean, Garmin's a big dog. You guys have seen pictures. He's an 85-pound lab. He's a big boy. And a lot of times, that can feel threatening. You know, yet people still get in his face. I just don't get you people. I just don't get people. I really, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get people. Y'all are confusing. I don't get it. So, but anyways, you know, you're always going to want to find a place to sit that's got you know, somewhere comfortable under the table or under a chair. You don't want your dog out in the aisle, you know, at a restaurant where people are walking, especially servers who are carrying, you know, trays of food. They're not necessarily paying attention to see if there's a dog's tail hanging out, you know, from under a table. So you need to be aware of that. Um, and, and that's also where, you know, if you're with some sighted people, they, they can also help in that area as well, just to keep the dog safe, you know? It's, it's, it can be a bad situation. It really can. Um, you know, you definitely want to keep your dog brushed because every single time we go somewhere and, you know, if Garmin's laying under a chair or on the floor or whatever, whether it be a doctor's office, a restaurant, on the bus, whatever, as soon as he gets up, he shakes 
And when a dog shakes, what goes flying everywhere? You got it. Hair. So you really want to keep that at a minimum because people will people will complain about it and they will get snotty and you need to be prepared for that because it, you know as as inclusive as people want to be it amazes me how incredibly insensitive and not understanding they are and it's as simple as just asking questions you know learning about people learning about disabilities um learning about different cultures you know you want to be an educated person so that you can't ever be com uh, accused of being ignorant. You want to make sure you know things. I mean, if you go to court for a traffic ticket and you say, well, I didn't know, the judge is going to look at you and say, ignorance is not an excuse. And it isn't. Never distract a team when they are working. If you see someone work working with their guide dog, do not distract that dog. I don't care how cute he is. I don't care how irresistible it is. You need to be able to control yourself. You need to be able to control your kids. And you need to be able to control your other animals. And that's just it. That's it. That's the main. I mean, if you can follow those three rules, you've got guide dog etiquette down. You've got it down. Control yourself, control your kids, and control any animals that are with you. And there won't be an issue. Um, I just, you know, I do wonder. At some point, I think I'm going to do a, um, like a on-scene kind of thing where I'm just going to randomly ask people if they know what the white cane is and what the dog with the harness is. And I think it'd be interesting to find out how many people do know and how many people don't know. So maybe look forward to that in an upcoming episode at some point. Um, I might do it in October. I know that's ways out, but that's uh, Blindness Awareness Month. And so I know a lot of times October is is um, more focused on breast cancer awareness, which is also incredibly important, but um, blindness awareness is as well. And so I'm gonna think about putting something together for that. So, you know, if you guys have any suggestions, anything you guys can think of that um, I should include in my training, um, snide comments, you know, all the good stuff. Again, my social media, Navigating Life with Lara and Garmin on Facebook and LinkedIn at Garmin Navigates on Twitter. You can also send me an email, GarminNavigates at Outlook.com. I really do enjoy your input. And if we can get a discussion going in the thread about the question I asked, I will post it again um, tomorrow. But yeah, let's let's think about that. Should everyone really get a trophy? Anyways, I know it's a side road from disabilities, but it really can be 
used comparatively. It's not apples and oranges. We got apples to apples going on. So let's, let's talk about that. All right, guys. Until next week, keep an eye on my social media for any kind of uh, upcoming things. And if you have not followed me on Spotify, Google Podcast, or Apple Podcast, please do so and make sure to hit that little bell notification so you can always know when a new episode is coming or is posted. And if you would also be so kind as to leave a rate and a review on my social media and on Spotify, if you're a follower of both, I would really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And I will be talking to you all next week. Toodles.